Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, let's just put it this way, expect a little bit of salty language because I may or may not be in uh, uh, what they call a mood, my friends. A lot to get to, so you know what? Let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's start out with Moon Battery. And this is something that I've seen coming, you I'm sure have seen coming. If not, what are you looking at, my friends? Uh, here's the headline, plurality of millennials want misgendering to be illegal. Do you understand the words that this came out of my mouth? Yes, they want it to criminalize the act of, quote, misgendering someone. And I don't know what all the parameters would be of these laws. God knows. I mean, we know what Democrat legislatures do. They can't wait to trample and then piss on our rights. Especially to freedom of speech and expression. So imagine some of these power-hungry little jackasses having, uh, having approval of, a, of a, a plurality, not a majority, but a plurality of the millennials uh, who uh, took part in this poll. Uh, Dave Blunt of Moon Battery writes, Tyranny cannot be imposed for long unless a population largely accepts it. So Democrats will be delighted to learn that a plurality of millennials believe it should be against the law for, for dissidents uh, to uphold biologically, biological rather, reality when it conflicts with LGBT ideology. And make no mistake... There's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual people. There's also the politics of it. And a lot of people who may may be one of those letters, LGBT, I hate to reduce people to a letter, quite frankly. Talk about insulting and dehumanizing. Uh, But uh, they may not really care what you think of them. Uh, They live their lives. They let you live yours. It's a wonderful way to live, my friends. Uh, but trust me, there's some people out there who would uh, who would take kids away from parents, who would find people, possibly put them in jail, make them lose their job because they're not towing the line on uh, LGBTQ ideology. They're not preaching the sermon, in other words. It's not enough anymore to hear the sermon. You have to agree. Uh, all wholeheartedly to the sermon now of the LGBTQIA XYZPDQ who knows what other words are in their ideology uh, now by the wrong pronouns uh, this is Newsweek that did the poll or did the reporting more millennials think referring to trans to a transgender person by the wrong pronouns should be a criminal offense you will comply now uh then think it should be illegal. That's stunning to me. So you don't get a right to have an opinion on some things, apparently. To some people, well, you can have the opinion, but you take it with you to jail, I guess. Or heavy fines, maybe. Maybe both. Who knows? According to new polling conducted exclusively for Newsweek, and Dave Blunt writes, by the wrong pronouns, news, news bleak means that the correct pronouns, i.e. those referring to their actual sex. This is directly equivalent to sending thought criminals to the Ministry of Love 
for starting 2 plus 2 equals 4. According to the survey by Redfield and Wilson Strategies, 44% of those aged 25 to 34 uh, think referring to someone by the wrong gender pronoun, you know, he, him, are you he, him, are you like a she, her, a they, they, a they're, there, uh, fetch, uh, beg, I don't know, all this garbage we have to, we're supposed to be forced to now, apparently. But if you, if you misgender somebody, refer to them as the wrong pronoun, gender pronoun, that should be a criminal offense. 31% disagree with that. Less than one-third of American millennials, age 25 to 34, are so stupid. So stupid. 44% of them think it's okay to criminalize pronouns, basically. Or certain pronouns said certain times to certain people in certain ways. How would you even enforce such a, such a monstrosity of a law? Would, you, would would people be walking around with secret tape recorders? I never said that. I did not. Yes, you did. I've got a tape. Ah, to jail with him. You're going down the wrong road, people. Uh, Blunt remarks that the goal of the media and education establishments is to push the 31% who think people should not be imprisoned for refusing to pretend that men or women down to zero which is the percentage that would have regarded misgendering as criminal only recently. So basically, it's a law that will say, keep your mouth shut, watch your P's and Q's, watch what you say, or else. And the, 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 the body saying, or else, is the state. The bigger the state, the smaller the individual. That is one of the truest things you will ever hear in your life. First man I ever heard say it was Dennis Prager. God bless him. He's a great American and a great thinker. Nineteen uh, percent, apparently, uh, this same poll. Nine, only nineteen percent want misgendering to be a criminal offense, while sixty-five percent disagree. Twelve percent neither agree or disagree, and four percent answered, "Where the hell am I?" It's uh, it's terrifying, my friends. You know, we're moving toward a time when, think about it, you may get charged with a felony hate crime if you say the wrong pronoun to the wrong person. And we've all run into those people that are just a bad day, they're crazy, they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I don't know. But you say the wrong thing to them and they blow up at you. I remember standing in line and uh, I kind of uh, moved a little bit because I thought someone was trying to get by and I accidentally bumped the person in front of me. I'm, I said, oh, excuse me. I'm waiting in line here! I said, I know, I bumped you. I said, excuse me. And they just started losing their lunch. I'm like, really? So imagine that person. Um, imagine if I had said, oh, sorry, ma'am, I didn't need to bump into you. And it was a man. Or a woman pretending to be a man or wanting to be a man or, or identifying as a man. That they, She could have called the police. I would have been arrested. What a glorious country, right? Uh, this cannot stand, my friends. This cannot stand. There is good news. Despite the relentless indoctrination, Day Blunt, report, Day Blunt reports, uh, Gen Z Americans, those are aged 18 to 24, 
um, who can vote are notably less keen on making misgendering a crime than the older millennials. Among this group, 33% think calling someone by the wrong pronoun should be a criminal offense. That's only a third instead of nearly 50%. While 48% disagree and the remainder answer either neither or don't know. Those numbers are still appalling, though. Dave Blunt's right. It's, it's scary stuff. I mean, you're getting into the thought crime area now. And here's a news flash. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse unless we raise enough hell and put enough people on notice that we ain't taking it. It ain't going to happen. If enough governors and state legislatures and Congress eventually acts and says, no, we're not going to punish speech, it's going to go the wrong way. And it is a, uh, a terrifying thing. And here's a little bit more about free speech. Uh, Mary Mobley, uh, writing for Col- The College Fix, has this uh, troubling news. A court of appeals for the Fourth Circuit has delivered a body blow to free speech as well as academic freedom, law professor says. Uh, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals recently held that North Carolina State University, the Wolfpack, Uh, could constitutionally punish a professor for criticizing the school's diversity policies. So where'd his freedom of speech go? If he could be punished for speaking his mind, and these idiots and this court think it's, uh, what is the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, thinks that's constitutional somehow. I don't know where they think they live. Uh, Russia? China, North Korea, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that prompts concerns from free speech and academic freedom. Watchdogs, on July the 6th, a three-person court uh, released a two-to-one decision in Porter versus Board of Trustees of North Carolina State University with two Democrat-appointed judges in the majority and a Republican-appointed judge in the minority and apparently the only one with common sense. Uh, The controversy began when North Carolina State University professor Stephen Porter, he expressed some concerns over the impact of the school's diversity initiatives in a 2016 department meeting. Uh, A spring 2018 email and a September 2018 blog post. So this is a little bit dated, uh, but it's it's working its way through the courts. According to Porter, a tenured professor of the university began preparing retaliatory action against him shortly after the blog post was punished or was published rather excuse me in October of 2018 his superior suggested he leave his program area and in November she sent a letter formally threatening to remove him in July of 2019 she finally followed through on her threat removing him from the position of authority in the school's department of higher education because of his lack of collegiality according to Porter He didn't have enough collegiality. Who cares how much cartilage he had? I'm kidding. I'm joking. So his lack of... His lack of uh, bending his knee and bowing and scraping to his leftist master is basically what he was accused of. And uh, Porter's lawsuit, supported partially by a loan from his retirement funds, alleged that his employer's actions were an attempt... To punish him for raising objection to its DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, that stands for 
curriculum and initiatives. Now the Fourth Circuit has ruled against Porter saying that he cannot prove the university's actions were retaliatory because of the time that passed between the publication of his blog post and his removal from a leadership position in the Department of Higher Education. Uh, I don't know the legalities of it, but uh, that's one of those things you don't know, but you know, if you know what I mean. And I think that you do, my friends. You don't know that the person lost a position because of this, but everything was great. This happened. They got fired. You have to kind of look at, then this happened, and then they got fired and, and build a correlation. Again, my friends, the war on speech rolls on and on and on and on. And hopefully, God willing, we will no longer have to worry about the uh, the uh, Screw America tour that is currently underway, has been since uh, January 20th of 2021. Uh, the President Mumbles uh, American tour, Screw America, as hard as you can, as fast as you can, as many times as you can. Uh, tour may be, may be over come next November, or next, well, January 2025. God, I hope so. But Stephen Green at sorry, Pajamas Media, boy, my mouth sometimes, uh, he writes about President Joe Biden. He says, I was thinking of President Joe Biden on Sunday when I was filling my Jeep's smallish 15-gallon tank to the tune of $50, and why shouldn't you get it up the you-know-what every time you pump gas, right? I mean, we were disenergy independent a handful of years ago. Thank you for that, President Trump. Uh, and now we're we're kicking ourselves in the nuts financially every time we get get uh, fill up gas or if we want to dare dare it mow our own lawns and buy some gas to put in the mower. Thanks, Uncle Joe. Man, you screw us so well, us Americans. But President Joe Biden doesn't know it. He doesn't know what planet he's on most of the time. Uh Remember, because he doesn't, when Biden was emptying out our strategic petroleum reserve to force down gas prices in time for the midterms, promising to fill her back up once prices dropped low enough. Now, the strategic oil preserve is important because if something really bad were to happen, we would have a lot of oil for our own domestic use. It's to protect America. Gerald Ford, it was in his administration, I believe, uh, that it came to into existence and it's, it's gone down a little bit before but it's always replenished I Stephen Green seems to think that Joe Biden and the Democrats really have no uh, no desire to fill that sucker back up it's amazing how everything they do everything that President Biden has done has hurt this country hurt American workers hurt the very people he claims to represent and fight for how this election next November can even be close is beyond me. And let me tell you, the only people that can F it up are some of the loud mouths. Okay? Understand this. If you want to have a fight in the primaries, before the primaries, to me, y'all are fighting way too early. But if you want to have that fight, have that fight. But make up your damn mind that whoever wins who is not named Joe Biden, is going to get your vote November of 2024 so we don't have Joe Biden again in 2025. 
being inaugurated for four more years, likely with majorities in Congress to work with. Because if you allow that by your votes, my friends, you, it won't be Joe Biden screwing America, it'll be you. So don't let your political bigotry or passion or whatever you want to call it get involved here. Vote for the Republican nominee. I cannot tell you how important that is. There's a certain guy I want. There's a certain guy you want. There's a certain person someone else wants. We have to agree at the end of the day it's going to hurt America. And when I say hurt America, I mean hurt us if we allow a Democrat to take the White House. Because no matter how senile President Mumbles gets, trust me, the, the replacement will get worse and worse and worse. Do you want to hear the words President Gavin Newsom or President Kamala Harris? You think the Democrats are telling America to bend over and take it now? Just wait, my friends. Just wait. Don't go there. But anyway, back to this piece by uh, Stephen Green. Uh, the SPR is probably never going to be refilled, he writes, according to one expert, and maybe not even for the reason that first popped into your mind. And Green says, let me set the stage for today's big reveal. The SPR was created under President Gerald Ford, I was right, God, I'm so smart, in 1975, following the 73-74 Arab oil embargo which turned out to be just the first of, the, of that decade's two major oil shocks. Uh, set in massive salt caverns in Louisiana and Texas, the SPR was supposed to hold enough crude oil, uh, 714 million barrels, to help us weather any future embargo. While it was never large enough to do that for any significant time, the SPR's very existence strengthened our geopolitical position versus some nasty oil producers in places like Iran, Russia, and of course you can add Venezuela to that, all these countries that love us so much. It took until 2010, 35 years, to fill those reservoirs all the way up. It took Dementia Joe just two years to cut our reserves in half, down to levels not seen since 1983. Now remember, it was done to reduce oil uh, gas prices at the pump. But there was a, a short there was a rise in gas prices at the pump because he crippled and shut down our oil oil uh, production here, our domestic oil production. Remember, we went from being independent independent on other countries to energy independent under Trump. Yes, thank you again, President Trump, for that. That was a great thing you did. But it didn't take Joe and Joe Long to cripple that and to hurt America. We went from energy independent to energy dependent again. Inflation followed, higher prices here, higher prices there. Again, has the president has President Biden and his administration of idiots have they done one damn thing to help America? One. Well, certainly not in Afghanistan, certainly not with energy or inflation. Certainly not with their uh, their reckless and rec rhetorical attacks of how evil Americans are. Actual Republican Americans, of course. So I don't know what President Mumbles has done well. Unless he's trying to screw America. Uh, and he's done that pretty well, sadly for us. 
and again, Stephen Green reminds you, this was all done dragging down the, the, the SPR, all to buy his party a few more votes on election day. It could take decades to put it all back. That's what Julianne Geiger warned at oil price on Tuesday. Geiger writes that the SPR could stay half empty forever, which makes us more vulnerable if we ever get in a national emergency. Instead of being energy independent with a full SPR, look where we are. Don't vote for Democrats. Don't do it, my friends. How about math? How's math doing? You think math will be something kind of safe, even if you hate it. Math is, it's formulae. It's, it's, if you like formulas, math is your thing, right? Because you can always find the right answer if you know the right formula and apply it in the right way. There's no disagreement. 4 plus 3 is 7. 5 times 2 is 10. It's always been that way. Always will be that way. But, Moon Battery reports uh, that with regressives at the helm, he calls them progressives. Same difference. I call them regressives. Even math will be subordinated to Moon Battery. Uh, Cambridge Public Schools began phasing out advanced math courses in grades 6 through 8 around the year 2017 when district officials noticed sharp racial disparities in the program. So because there's some racial disparities in the program, we're going to stop educating kids so they'll all get the same scores because they won't even have the courses. Is that what I'm hearing? This is how stupid the left is and how destructive they are. Students who were being placed in the advanced math track were overwhelmingly white and Asian. Those damn Asians again. While the, lowest, uh, while the lower level courses were filled primarily with black and Latino students. Well, if there's a problem there, find a way to elevate the black and Latino students. Because I'm going to give you a little shocker. I'm not a scientist. I'm certainly not a neuroscience. But I'm telling you right now, if a, if a white kid and an Asian kid can learn something, a black kid and a Latino kid can do the same damn thing. And vice versa. Okay? It's not like they have different types of brains. It's what you put in the brain. And the way you find to teach them, educate them, and enlighten them. Cambridge, which is home of Harvard... And MIT, you might have heard of that, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, has been synonymous with academic excellence, but to impose equity <laughs> is to eradicate excellence, and the left loves nothing more. The policy will have the opposite of the intended effect as white and Asian parents send their kids to private schools or hire tutors, tutors, leaving politically preferred identity groups even further behind, but the actual consequences of their policies never distract liberals from the sanctimonious virtue signaling that inspires them. See, they can say they're doing, look at what we're doing, how much we care, go look at the bumper stickers on my car, look at what my shirt says, look at what my hat says, look at what this bracelet says. I'm a good person. Virtue signal, virtue signal, virtue signal. Unbelievable. Uh, meanwhile, on the left coast, that'd be California, Oregon, Washington, you know, where Bigfoot probably used to live, Bigfoot's probably said, screw this. 
I'm getting out of this place. Uh, California will officially adopt a new equity and social justice based uh, mathematics framework for its K-12 schools after a vote from the State Board of Education last Wednesday. After multiple revisions and years of development, uh, the board unanimously passed the 2023 mathematics framework for California public schools which seeks to renew the state's, quote, commitment to ensuring equity and excellence in math, in math learning for all students. Newsflash, equity and excellence don't belong in the same sentence. Typically, they just don't. Equity is not about excellence. It's about some phony attempt to make everybody the same. It's another egalitarian nightmare fantasy the left has and can't quit having. And it does far more damage than it ever does good. It does far more to drag down the good, the successful, rather than elevate people that need to come up. It's just the way it is. Leftism never works. Uh, people who insist on using oxymonic, oxymoronic phrases like equity and excellence should avoid math, which requires logical thinking, Dave Blunt writes. Here's this teaching towards social justice urges educators to empower learners with tools to examine inequities and address important, me, important issues in their lives and communities through mathematics, the document explains. Sounds like, uh, sounds like bullshit to me. I don't know about y'all. Can we all at least agree that there's an objective reality over and above liberal talking points and that, re that math represents that reality no of course we can't that would make too much sense an effort to reframe mathematics in california schools was reported by fox news in april of 21 and included an equitable math toolkit that sought to dismantle objectivity in a concept uh, the concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false and teaching it even much less so, or teaching it rather, is even much less so. A document for the Equitable Math Toolkit read, Upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuate objectivity as well as fear of open conflict. No, you know what they do? That teaches reality. If you don't, kids, don't teach kids reality, especially even in math now apparently, they're not going to be prepared for the real world. And then they can be dependent on government, which is what the left wants. Helping you help yourself become a slave to the state. That should be, frankly, the slogan of the Democratic Party, which is an absolutely anti-American cesspool. That's right. I said it. You're welcome, America. Unbelievable, my friends. Now, let me check my time here. Uh, let me see. Okay. Let's talk about Jason Aldean just a minute, my friends. The uh, country singer Jason Aldean. Uh, he has uh, released a song this year, and the video of the song is out. And it is causing much angst, butt hurt, uh, more butt hurt, extreme butt hurt. And did I mention a lot of butt hurt among the left, the whiners, the the constant complaining left that bitch and moan and fuss and whine over everything because they're basically they're overgrown children who 
weren't even nice as children. Pardon me one second. Had to lubricate the pipes, don't you know? Oh, my throat gets dry. I can't do my voices like this. It's my new Jamaican accent. How's it? Is it does it make you fancy? Jamaican people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them I'm talking Jamaican. <laughs> it's like, don't they know their own language? But anyway, Jason Aldean, he is the newest target of the the mob, the woke mob, the perpetually offended mob, the professionally aggrieved mob who makes their living off being little whiny bitches who pretend to be aggrieved. Uh, Julio Rojas has this piece out. And there's also a great piece you should read at victorygirlsblog.com about this same matter. In fact, I'm going to use Victory Girls, uh, the Victory Girls uh, commentary here. But again, Town Hall has a great piece by Julio Rojas about the same subject. And basically, this is should be called the Shut Jason Aldean Up at All Cost campaign. Uh, the new song and video, Try That in a Small Town by Jason Aldean, has liberals melting down, uh, writes Nina Bookout uh, at uh, victorygirlsblog.com. It's a toss-up as to whether they dislike the lyrics or the video more. The song was released on airwaves in May. The video was released just a few days ago. The video got everyone's attention, as did the lyrics, and the meltdown commenced. Let the whining begin. Let's take a gander at these problematic lyrics. <laughs> they have the left so offended. They can't stop crying. It's horrible. Uh, sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop. Spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't. Try that in a small town. And basically that speaks to the fact that you go to a small town, you will run into these people called men who, well, they're not going to be there for your crap. And they're not going to be in mood to take it. And it's, it's really likely they're not going to take it. I can tell you a story. It was a few years old, probably maybe even 10 years old. But if you remember the the Westboro Baptist Church nuts, I call always call them the Westboro Bastards Church, uh, the Phelps Phelpses, uh, and they would go to the funeral of uh, soldiers who were killed in in the wars in the Middle East, and they would uh, come calling the soldiers to, in front of the soldiers' families, uh, this soldier's burning in hell because this and that and. He rejected Jesus, and they reject. It was horrible people. Horrible people. Well, there's a story that I haven't heard too much about, uh, but the uh, the Westboro bastards went to a certain small town in a southern state. I'm not even going to mention the state. 
but it got out among the community that they were there because there was a soldier that had been killed. With, he was going to be buried. And obviously his family is in grieving. Our old loved ones in grieving. Uh, whole, uh, whole community likely in grieving. But anyway, the, uh, the folks with the Westboro Bastards Church decided they would be out of town a little bit. Maybe a little safer. Well, <laughs> funniest thing happened is one of them went to pump gas, put gas in his car, and seems this person from the Westboro Bastard Church had an unfortunate run-in. Fell down a few times, had a lot of bruises, lacerations. Some might call it a complete ass-kicking. Uh, and the car he was driving had some flat tire issues and just not a good experience for for this member of the West Royal Bastard Church who of course called the police and the local sheriff small town uh, did an investigation and he said you know what I couldn't find anybody that witnessed anything and that was the story I don't know the accuracy I don't know if it was embellished I like to hope it was true because that would be a glorious moment for a small town to say, you know what? You can come be and use your First Amendment, but you know what? You might get your ass kicked spooting that mouth too much. I also remember another story. Very recently, last year it was, uh, there was a lady. I forget, she was maybe 60. Left her job. Uh, and was just going home for the day. She was carjacked by several young kids, thugs, punks. And uh, in trying to get her out of the car, because she had already sat down in the car apparently, and drive away and, and getting her out of the car, uh, she got tangled in the seatbelt. They wouldn't stop the car to, to let her get out. Uh, she ended up being run over and, and killed. And yes, partially dismembered. That's the kind of shit that Jason Aldean's singing about. And apparently the left feels a need to defend thugs over this. Uh, they're very offended at the, at the words, the lyrics, I should say, of the song, because they're racist, of course. Now, color is not mentioned in this video. So, how do the wonderful people on the left, the super tolerant types, how are they saying that a story about against carjacking or pulling guns on a liquor store to rob it, how are they knowing that the people in that song are black or Hispanic or any certain color? They don't. They're attaching race to it because that's what they do. But they're really upset over this. Uh... Let me see. Victory Girls writes this. How many people in cities across the country have been sucker punched and the perps go free? A notable case was that of actor Rick Moranis. This happened on the streets of New York. He was attacked three years ago. Uh, it was caught on camera. I don't think the guy was ever caught. And attacks like that continue to happen with little or no consequence to the criminals. And the issues of carjacking and attacks on bodega owners and employees isn't it understandable that many in small towns and yes, even big cities are longing for the day when people helped out their own? Isn't it understandable that people are also not only longing but wanting consequences imposed on criminals instead of minor slaps on the wrist like when they let people go? 
like the bodega was mentioned there. I believe that's how you pronounce the word. But in this store, uh, a woman didn't have enough money on her debit card to buy for buy something. And she got upset, came back with her thug boyfriend, who went behind the counter, attacked an old man who was the owner of that store. Uh, the old man pulled out a knife in self-defense and knifed this son of a bitch to death. Good for you, sir. He was charged with murder by, uh, what was that piece of trash his name? Was it Alvin Bragg? I think it might have been him in wonderful New York. See, Alvin Bragg only persecutes you if you're a former president trying to be president again and he doesn't like you. Then he'll go after you. But if you stab a bodega owner, yeah, that's, uh, that's okay. As long as the owner of that store doesn't fight back and kill you with his knife self-defense then that's bad that's how screwed up we are my friends in this country uh, now once liberals saw the video and then read the lyrics probably had to be read to them the knives came out a liberal such as Cheryl Crow very talented lady Cheryl Crow very talented uh, she called the song lame <laughs> Cheryl have you listened to most of your music if you want lame I'm just gonna be honest uh, gun grabber Shannon Watts, who is uh, perhaps the most egregious muddy grubber in America, is gleeful that people are mad about it. CMT, Country Music Te Television, which is definitely a more liberal than country television network, yanked the video from their rotation. Others are now claiming the, the Aldine, or that Aldine, is advocating for lynching because the courthouse he is singing in in front of once held a lynching there in 1927. Uh, Aldine stands in front of an American flag draped over Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, uh, which is where the 1946 Columbia race riot unfolded. The, uh, the conflict almost led to the lynching of Thurgood Marshall, the first black Supreme Court justice. The city was also a backdrop for the lynching of an 18-year-old Henry Choate or Chote in 1927. Variety called the Aldine's tune the most contemptible country song of the decade, while social media users lambasted him as a racist who writes barely concealed lynching songs and a violent bigot. And also made fun of his hat, which was really a cheap shot. Uh, again, the only people attaching race to this are the liberals, the left, not, not the right. And Jason Aldean is singing against violence, victimization of vulnerable people. And the left's mad at him for it. Uh, somebody opined that it might be that he's actually, there's a lot of video in the, during this video, a lot of video clips from media about uh, the George Fentanyl Floyd riots. Police being attacked, citizens being attacked, other violent incidents the past few years. But they're all news clips. So that's something that I think really upsets the left. Um, greatly, apparently. That's from uh, Town Hall again, Julio Rojas. See if I can find this piece. Um, on Liberal, on Twitter, he writes, Liberals, progressives, and gun control advocates have been hyperventilating about a song that has been out since May. The music video for it was released this month. Uh, Kendall Brown tweeted this, just a reminder that Jason Aldean grew up in a city of approximately 160,000 and now lives in Nashville, 
Tennessee population, 692,000. He has no idea what happens in a small town. He's just a racist who writes barely concealed lynching songs. Kendall, 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 Kendall. I uh, would call you, well, I'd go flashback to Saturday Night Live. There used to be a thing between Jane Curtin and uh, Dan Aykroyd. And Jane Curtin would go on like a liberal rant about things, griping at uh, the Dan Aykroyd. It was part of their, their news coverage. And uh, he would just respond at the end. He said, Jane, you ignorant slut. It was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Saturday Night Live used to be very funny back in the early days. But Kendall Brown, just so you know, she's a healthcare advocate fighting to defeat Republican supermajorities. Also, she's a Quaker. Says she lives for books, plants, and Dolly Parton. Well, we're happy for you, Kendall. Why don't you go play with your blocks now and let the adults talk, okay? Uh, let me see. Some of the other lyrics from the song uh, are this. For you to find out, I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in a city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take too long. For you to find out, I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Full of good old boys, raised upright. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. Uh, here's a tweet from Shannon Watts. What a horrible human being she is. I remember tweeting something to her, a question for one of the people that were with Moms Demand Action Gun Control Group. I never, and, and literally about 20 minutes later, 40 people had blocked me on Twitter that I'd never heard of. They were all with Moms Demand Action. Talk about groupthink. Instead of you can't answer a question, all your friends are going to block me too. Just me. I'm just a little old guy. I'm not famous. I'm not on TV. Probably should be. I'd get to meet Emily Campagno and hey, you never know. So you're stepping on my dreams, Fox, for not hiring me. I'd improve your ratings. I'd get Emily Campagno to fall in love with me. I'd get to meet Katie Pavlich, who is a great American, and I hope a future president. And I'd increase your ratings. And I'd do it for half what you're paying the guy who's in whatever time slot you give me now. I, hey, I'm in the book, as they say. Give me a call, Fox, seriously. You're welcome, Fox News. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jason Aldean had this to tweet. In the past 24 hours... I have been accused of release, releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May, and was subject to the comparison that I was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protest. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. Uh, Shannon Watts says that the Opry, I assume that's the Grand Old Opry, is hosting Jason Aldrin at Aldean at a fundraiser for the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, you know the one the transgender crazy biatch shot up and killed kids. Until the police showed up with guns and sent her to hell where she belongs. One would think there are many other country music artists they can invite instead. Again, Shannon Watts trying to take food out of the mouth of Jason Aldean's kids. I'm being sarcastic there. I'm sure he does fine. But Shannon Watts is, Shannon Watts is such a bigot. 
She's such an hacktivist. She's going to come after you if you get guns. You're a bad person. Uh, you know, remember the uh, the guy in, I think it was Indiana Mall last year, took out his pistol and shot a mass shooter and ended his mass shooting spree? Only two people died. Hero. Everyone declared this guy a hero. The, the police, everybody. Shannon Watts called him a criminal because he was illegally carrying a firearm. See, Shannon Watts was more angry that there wasn't a mass shooting she could try to exploit. Lives were saved, and she was mad. There's an expression about people like Shannon Watts. I understand she has a, a, makes a living being an advocate. I get that to a point. But at a certain point, you, when you're advocating for more death to sell your political point, Shannon, uh, you're somebody I wouldn't piss on. If you know what I'm saying, and I think that you do. And if that hurts your feelings, Shannon, I don't care. Try that in a small town. Uh, they'll probably agree with me. And that, my friends, as they say in Hollywood, I guess, I've never been to Hollywood, is it. That's the show. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Uh, Got to order some groceries. Part of my exciting life. My exciting life here is a uh, retired, uh, uh, what is the word, caregiver for my mom. Who is still in nursing home, so continue to say prayers for her. She's got some memory issues, and uh, we're trying to find a way to afford the treatment for her long-term care without it, well, taking every every dime we have. So, uh, say prayers. We appreciate you anytime. We'll take them. We'll say them for you too. God bless y'all. I'm not the most religious person, but you know what? There ain't no doubt. Jesus is real. Jesus forgives. The cross is real. I believe in all that. Happened when I was 18. My friends, God bless y'all. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Y'all be good. Behave. Remember the three rules of this blog. Go Gators. God bless America. And if you are left, you just ain't right. Be good. Behave. Enjoy your day. Hopefully it's not too hot. If it is... Stay hydrated. That's an order from me. From me. God bless y'all. Get out of here, you freaks. Go do something fun, will you?